Welcome to this week's uh, Humans of Fintech podcast and video. Um, I'm over the moon to have Helen Disney here um, to give a brief background. She's uh, the founder of Unblocked Events, um, which is an organization that strives to make blockchain much more accessible. Um, you're also the co-founder of DOTS, uh, which is an investors club. Um, and you're also the founder of the British Blockchain and Frontier Tech Association. So welcome. That's right. Thank you very much for being here. Um, so I suppose to kick things off, it would be really good if you could just tell us a little bit more about you, and then we can go into a few more questions afterwards. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks very much for having me. So um, I guess the reason that I'm here is my connection with blockchain. So um, what happened was about five years ago, I got involved in learning about Bitcoin and about cryptocurrencies. Um, and I found the whole area very fascinating. I met a lot of really innovative entrepreneurs and fascinating people trying to fix real world problems using technology. Um, at the same time, I'd come from a background in working in public policy think tanks and in the media. Um, and I just felt that the stories and the kind of amazing achievements of the people in this technology world, which I wasn't that familiar with at the time, were not really being brought out. And mm -hmm. so the genesis for starting Unblocked Events and some of the other projects you mentioned that I work on are really all around, can we kind of make this technology mainstream? Can we spread mm -hmm. the word of what the technology can do? Not necessarily the technology itself, but what transformational potential it has to so-called ordinary people, people mm -hmm. in other sectors like healthcare or the energy sector or mm -hmm. social impact, um, and kind of really explain to them why it is they should care about something like blockchain. Okay, that definitely makes sense, and I can hear about you know what what inspired you to 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 do that. I suppose my next question would be, how's it how's it all gone? Um, you, you've been doing it now for a number of years. Yeah, and I bet there's been quite a bit of progress. Um, it'd be good to hear about that. Yeah, well, it's really interesting because when I first started out doing this, um, it was a real change of direction for me and what I'd been doing before. I'd had yeah. a previous business. I'd worked very much in politics and in kind of public discussions about different policy debates. And I guess the common thread is that. Everything I've been doing in the past has been taking a subject that's quite technical and difficult and mm. breaking it down and communicating it better and in a more accessible way. So that's the common thread. Um, but the difference is, you know, I never worked in finance. I never worked in technology. So all of a sudden, people in my network, whether it's friends and family or other business contacts, are saying, you know, why is Helen suddenly kind of mm. started talking about Bitcoin, which at the time was something very new for people, quite controversial quite in a way. Alien. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Bitcoin had some negative associations. Mm. It still sometimes does get used in that context. People talk about, well, you know, there's the dark web, there's money laundering, there's people using cryptocurrencies for privacy reasons because they want to buy drugs online, all these kind of things. So, you know, why has Helen suddenly gone from this res respectable career in, yeah. in politics and working at the Times as a journalist and now she's talking to people about this kind of weird crypto stuff? Um, so yeah, it has evolved from there. So I think you know we are more mainstream than we were in mm. the sense that we've moved on from people just learning about Bitcoin to understanding that blockchain technology, which is essentially the sort of way of keeping track of how you use cryptocurrencies. So it's like a sort of bank statement of all the transactions. Um, and it's also a foundational technology that that can be used for other things, not just for sending an online currency and for payments. Um, and so people are starting to get interested in how could I use blockchain to maybe manage healthcare data or how could I use it for trading energy or how could mm. I use it for social impact purposes to help um, you know, deliver kind of humanitarian services and lots of different problems that can be fixed through this technology. And also you know, more widely, banks, 
uh, other kind of mainstream FTSE 100 and global companies are starting to explore getting educated about these kind of technologies and how they intersect not just um, blockchain itself but how that intersects with other frontier technologies so when we say frontier technologies we're talking about maybe artificial intelligence machine mm -hmm. learning VR AR these kind of things so those kind of things can use you know be used alongside blockchain to then offer a wider uh, sort of opportunity to do different things so, so over the last few years would you say um, the people that have been at your events and at things that you've organized has that group of people changed as the understanding of blockchain and, and, and Bitcoin's position within that? Definitely, yeah. So when I first started out, really, I used to go to all these kind of crazy Bitcoin events and yeah. it would be, you know, mostly two types of people, either technologists themselves, so startup entrepreneurs or, yep. or kind of Bitcoin sort of hardcore enthusiasts, the kind of, you know, mostly men, young men in yeah. kind of baseball caps in East London, you know, in a bar, oh, really? uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of audience, a very techie community, yeah. people that spend a lot of time on Reddit and on kind of GitHub and these yep. sort of tech forums. Um, and you very rarely see anybody in a suit or anybody from a kind of bank or sort of a law firm. Um, you know, it was very, very early days when I started out. So it was really kind of more like a libertarian sort yeah. of, the crypto anarchist kind of people yeah. that were a bit cutting edge and different from the mainstream audience. Um, and now, you know, all of a sudden you have everybody and anybody interested. So at my events, I get people coming from pharmaceutical companies, insurance companies, law firms, banks, um, you know, big oil and gas companies, uh, people from politics, people from the NHS, you know, anybody and everybody has started to be interested in, in blockchain. Well, yeah. So um, I still think for many companies, it's it's just about learning right now. So they're yeah. doing training, they're doing going to educational events. But there are also many big companies now involved in blockchain consortiums or doing their own in-house innovation labs and starting to mm -hmm. explore what they can actually do with the technology. So we have moved a long way. And in terms of cryptocurrencies when I started out you know there were very few I mean there was Bitcoin and there were a few other sort of smaller so-called altcoins sort of alternative cryptocurrencies yeah. there's now I think about 3,000 cryptocurrencies in existence so if you think how much things have changed in four or five years mm. it's, it's a lot. Yeah there's been massive amounts of change so, so I suppose looking ahead what would you say um, are the biggest challenges uh, your, your industry and your market faces at the moment? So, yeah, for blockchain as a whole, we're still having similar discussions um, that we've had over the last couple yeah. of years about um, the kind of regulatory and, and policy framework for yeah. these technologies. Um, so every kind of jurisdiction in every country tends to treat these things slightly differently. And I was actually at an event in Hong Kong last week where we were talking a little bit about this, and they sort of fall into four camps. You know, there's kind of hostile countries like China who've more or less sort of shut down a lot mm. of cryptocurrency exchanges and banned um, these so-called initial coin offerings where people are using cryptocurrency to raise money for startups. Um, then there are countries that are kind of like the US taking a kind of strict view, which is that we're going to use our existing legislation and we have to fit these technologies into the regulation we already have. I'd say Britain is probably on the kind of on the fence right now. Mm. Um, we're hesitant, if you like, to, to sort of shut down innovation, but we're still trying to understand really what the nuances are and what the ethical implications are of some of these technologies. So we haven't really done much in the way of um, giving people a clear signal about what's going to be done. And that mm. unfortunately means that sometimes it's hard for companies to advance because it stops them from getting investment or it stops them from making plans because they don't really know if what they're doing is legal or if it fits into the kind of regulatory framework that there is. So they have to spend a lot of money on legal advice and kind of 
um, maybe move their operations to another country to, mm. to get funding and that kind of thing. Um, and then I guess the last category is those that are sort of um, really trying hard to be kind of blockchain friendly. So you've got places like Malta, Gibraltar, um, there's a place in Switzerland called Crypto Valley where a lot of yeah. foundations have started up um, and Estonia and then some other um, places in the Middle East and, and parts of Asia like Singapore and, and Seoul mm. that have been actively encouraging blockchain companies or, or investment in startups mm. to, to come to them and be the next wave. So I think clarity on the regulatory side, that's a long way of saying, you know, we still have some issues to iron out there and also yeah. technical scaling um, for many mm. things that you want to do in a blockchain right now. Um, there isn't really a blockchain or a distributed ledger that works fast enough to do some of the things that we want. So maybe something like micro payments for the media, for example, right. if you wanted to, something I was interested in when I first learned about Bitcoin was could this currency, because you don't have commission charges and you can do these tiny payments, could it be a way of us monetizing media content? Um, but in order to do that at scale, obviously you need to be having a network that's moving very, very fast. And um, we don't quite have the technology to do that just yeah. yet. So there's definitely a lot of things that we can be striving towards, that's for sure. Yeah. And so what would you say is on the horizon for you and your, your organisations this year? Um, so with Unblocked, I'm shifting a little bit more to making it into uh, a membership organisation because at the moment we have individual events around different themes. So I mentioned yeah. some of the themes like healthcare and energy and, and social impact and also the creative sector. Um, and those events are great and they're growing, um, but we want to be able to develop, if you like, communities of interest around those different areas and one way of doing that is to make it more of an ongoing process where as well as having our events and we do have um, interviews and content but to have more of a, a membership structure where we can invest in providing more services within those different yeah. themes um, so we're growing that um, with the non-profit work I do with the British Blockchain and Frontier Technologies Association we're a very young organization we only mm -hmm. launched a few months ago um, so we're trying to um, again really go out to the members and see what they really want. One of the main things they want is actually networking. So they want to meet, people within industry want to meet other like-minded people yeah. because when you're pushing something that's an emerging technology, it can be quite lonely because mm. you're always having to defend what you do, explain what you do, and you need partners and you need ballast to help um, the kind of speed and adoption of this to the mainstream. Yeah. So there's a very community feel to blockchain because people yeah. are very willing to help each other. Um, but then people who are sort of outside blockchain looking in, uh, again, they want to know that they can network with trusted people because there's still some suspicion around the technology and, and who mm. should be trusted. Because any new technology attracts kind of scammers and fraudsters and especially with fundraising being able to be done so fast online, you can find people that are doing things just to get you know, money yeah, and to make a, kind of a quick buck. Yeah. So we're hoping to be a trusted repository for people who want to come and find the right expertise. So we're building out different task forces, um, uh, some hackathons and other networking events um, and policy activities where we help, as I mentioned, to try and inform some of these debates about mm. what's happening in um, the political world and how these technologies should be treated by regulators. Um, and then with DOTS, which actually sprung out of what I do with Unblocked, um, one of the reasons for starting DOTS Ventures was that many startups want to get access to capital or they want to meet investors, particularly they don't just want to meet blockchain investors because that's a very small subset of investors, but they want mm. to meet traditional investors um, and they don't really have a network or they don't even know how to approach something like a family office or a venture capital firm. So we help them sort of navigate those waters and then also try and match make the, the startups with the right types of investors. 
So we're building our investor network and we're, we're going to be doing some roadshows and corporate venturing events Fantastic. where we do demo days for startups and that kind of thing. Okay, that sounds great. Well, um, if anybody wants to get in touch with Helen, uh, we're going to have all her details um, underneath this post, uh, whether it's DOTS, whether it's unblocked events, whether it's the British Blockchain and Frontier Tech Association. Um, you've just heard that there's lots of, lots of things that Helen provides, so please do get in contact. Helen, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thanks.